Have you ever wondered how to make sense out of your messy life or how to live in peace in the middle of a stressful world? My name is Jamie Norton, and I want to welcome you to the Making Peace and Beyond podcast, where we talk about life struggles and how to live in the peace, joy, and freedom that Christ died to give us. Today, I'm just really excited to be here with Mark Valley. Mark is a co-counselor with me. And uh, Mark, if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so um, I'm happily married to my amazing wife, Mackenzie. I've um, got three just adorable, crusher soul, adorable <laughs> kids. Um, Harper, who's almost six, Millie, who is almost three, and Logan's going to be one in a couple days. So. Got, got my hands full at home. That's uh, a lot of work. Yeah, 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 and I come to work to take a break. So, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> and how long have you been a counselor? Hmm, like eight or nine years. I'm trying say. to remember how long you've been here. Yeah. Uh, so Janu- I started at Grace in January of 2016. Yeah. And and we are so glad to have you. I mean, everyone loves you. It's like I want to see Mark. I want to see Mark. <laughs> it's really it's really good. Today we were talking about um, something we do out all day long, which is help people to resolve conflict, whether the conflicts inside themselves or whether the conflicts between them and another person, or them and a lot of people. As far as that goes, I mean, <laughs> right. some people have conflict with everybody, and just to really look at, you know, what conflict is and how. To resolve it, I find that I don't know about you, but I find that so many people that come into my office come in to decide who's right and who's wrong, and and they want me to be a judge. And I I tell them sometimes, you know, if you're in here for justification, you're in the wrong place. That's the courtroom. I don't have a gavel. I don't wear a robe. And you know, I'm about reconciliation. So if you, you know, and I want to ask, are you here for justification and reconciliation? You know, because because what we hope to do is help people to see each other again mm. and to, to, to find each other again and to really look at um, how do we accommodate the individual differences? I mean, conflict isn't a competition. It just means that we're not the same person. We see things differently. And to me, it's like, uh, it's just about how do we accommodate individual differences, not just... Uh, with each other, but also with the world, but also internally. How do we, how do we, deal with our own conflicting desires and our conflicting values? You know, how do we do that? So I don't know what. What is your take on it? Oh man. Well, yeah. I think with first of all, conflict in itself, it's it needs to be, it needs to be engaged with. It needs to be resolved. Um, it can't be left untouched or swept under the rug, whether it's in a marriage or whether it's within ourselves, right? Um, so, yeah, that's that's the, the first thing I really think of when I think of conflict. It's something that needs to be addressed because if it's not, that's where other problems sort of start to arise from. Um, and I can absolutely attest to your experience with uh, couples coming in and wanting to be, you know, to tell him he's wrong or tell her she's wrong and I'm right kind of thing. And it is, um, it's a lot more nuanced than that. It's a lot more layered than that. Like you're saying, you've got two different perspectives. So, you know, if you're working with a married couple, right, you've got two different sexes, two different personalities, two different family histories, two different genetic makeups, right? Like um, on and on and on and on. 
bringing their own perspectives to the same exact issue, and it's not going to be as simple as like, well, he's he's wrong and you're right, or you're right and he's you know. Um, so yeah, it's 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 usually a layered uh, conversation. There's there's many pieces to sort of pick apart, and the the challenge is. How can we, you know, if we're in conflict with somebody else, how can we see them, like you're saying, kind of validate where they're coming from? Like you're not, you're not in crazy why you see it the way you do, but here's where I'm coming from. Now, how can we sort of work this out without belittling either side, so to speak? Mm -hmm. Sort of a win-win approach. I kind of yeah. see it as a dance. I mean, if I grow up doing a cha-cha and you grow up doing a waltz, we're not going to dance well. <laughs> you know, we're going we're gonna to have some toe-stepping on. That's right. And... So it's not about one dance being better than the other dance. It's that it just doesn't fit well together. Mm. And so we may need to learn a whole new dance. That's right. I mean, we may end up doing the rhomba, the samba, or something. Right. You know, we don't know. <laughs> but That's but right. whatever, um, when people square off against each other, mm. Or they avoid. I mean, that's the other thing. If you grow up in a house that has a really strong no-talk rule, often people will sit on stuff mm -hmm. for the longest time, mm -hmm. and they'll do what I, I call collect frequent flyer miles. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to just stuff my irritation with you. I'm going to stuff right. the thing that's bothering me. I'm not going to really tell you what I want or need, but I expect yeah. you to know because, after all, if you love me, you would know. Yeah. But... I'm not going to talk about it, but it's going to build up and build up until I get uh, enough frequent flyer miles to have a great rage attack. That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. I call those uh, resentment, like uh, like your little resentment <laughs> deposits, you know? Yeah. And then, like, uh, you, you think of uh, the person who's on the outside, they're, they're very peaceable, they're not addressing issues, they might be maybe a little bit emotionally withdrawn. Um, <clears throat> not dealing with the conflict that's there, and then it builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up. Those <laughs> frequent flyer miles, right? You cash um, them in. <laughs> you cash them in, right? That's the volcano, that's the human volcano, right? right? Out of nowhere, you know, Vesuvius erupts, and and now you've got a big mess on your hands, mm -hmm. and the other person is saying, where's all this coming from? Right. Like, you, you, you or you do something anything. really uh, self-destructive, like, go and have an affair, you go get mm. drunk, you go yeah. do something that you now have justified because of all these resentments you That's have, right. That's right. and you're justifying that behavior because of what you did to me, which I never told you. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And, yeah, and the, more, and the more we build up those resentments, we start to develop a narrative about the other person in our head that we're not even telling them. Mm -hmm. And so... Oh, Jamie's just this horrible Jack. witch of a person, and there she she disrespected me again. I can't believe it. Um, and so, all in that narrative justifies like, well, I'm going to go around her back and uh, you know do X, Y, and Z, or um, like you're saying with the affair thing, right? Like uh, we could justify all sorts of things, but the whole point is we are not dealing with we're not dealing with the conflict. We're just avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. And eventually that energy, conflict's kind of like energy. It's got to go somewhere. It doesn't lie dormant and just goes away, you know, like a, like blows away like dandelion dust, right? It mm -hmm. has energy. It has to move, right? And so is that going to go towards, you know, an affair? Is that going towards food, shopping, eating, drinking, porn, right? Like, is that going to go towards rage? Um, 
it's not just going to sit there and mm -hmm. be left untouched. You have to deal with it. Well, it can become passive aggressive. Ooh, yeah. You know, I can fix your breakfast and burn your toast. Yes. You know, yeah. you can tell me you want to buy a green sweater and I can get you a red sweater and then get mad at you for not being grateful. You know, <laughs> yeah. we can we can have we can have these little snippet mm. fights without ever dealing with the real issue. It sounds like you've been around the on. church for a while, Jamie. It feels like you know <laughs> You know some things here. Yeah, yeah. It's the polite version, right, of, of dirty yes. fighting. I'm nice. I can't really. Yeah. Be, I can't really say what I want. But you know, in all compassion for everybody that we work with, um, I know the family I grew up in. We were in survival mode. It was control, fight, run. So we never learned. Either everything looked according to the way we thought it should look. Or we would just get mad and fight about it, or we would totally withdraw. And now we've become a culture that does that because we cancel people that disagree. I don't know That's when right. disagreeing meant I didn't like you, yeah. but yeah. you know, to, we never learned the skills of problem solving or the skills of resolving issues, yeah. and we just learned how to avoid them or fight them. You know, and and so people come into marriage because we usually are attracted to the same level of emotional development that we have. So it's very comfortable. We speak the same language. Mm -hmm. If I speak German, I'm not going to be easily hooking up with a person who speaks French, right. you know, because right. we don't speak the same language. But when we speak the language of avoidance, lie, pretend, um, then it's relationship is is attractive because it's comfortable. That's right. You know, That's there, right. there's a familiarity to, you know, no, we mm -hmm. don't talk about stuff around here. That's <laughs> right, know? yeah. Yeah, the, the, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? Like, this, that familiarity, we just, we're, we're drawn to that, um, absolutely. And and like you're saying, you know, our, our clients who are coming in, they don't, they don't just necessarily, like, one day decide, oh, I want to be conflict avoidant, right? Or I want to be a rageaholic, or I... That starts somewhere, right? And oftentimes, it's it's been modeled in the house, you know, that they grew up in. And so, we just some of that stuff is just caught, and you just absorb it, and you know, without any serious self reflection, you just carry on the the traditions uh, that you know that don't work. That don't, that don't work. Yes. Yeah. And they don't work. They do, yeah. It turns out they don't work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so. Um, it's it, it, it so much of what we do is is learning tools, but it's really not even a, about communication. You have to really look at what happens to me when I try to be honest. Because mm -hmm. healing, you, you mentioned earlier, healing happens in truth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen in the lies that we live in. Right. It only can happen in truth. No matter how painful the truth is, mm -hmm. somebody said one time, the greatest infidelity is to believe that the truth is bad mm -hmm. because the truth itself is always of God. Sometimes it's painful. You know, I mean, a lot of times it's painful. And a lot of times it's scary. And, and, and our belief is that if you really knew that about me, you wouldn't love me anymore. You would leave me, you know. And so people avoid those things that they are ashamed of. They avoid those things that are, they feel are unlovable mm. or that make them unacceptable. Right. And uh, when they begin to think about talking about those things, there's an anxiety that comes up. I mean, there's, it's really um, it's scary. It what's what's going to happen, right? If I if I just if I'm transparent here, what's the reaction I'm going to get? 
Um, and, and oftentimes, right, it's that sense of I'm, I'm going to be rejected, I'm going to be abandoned, I'm going to be punished, right? Um, because that's what always happened. That's right. That's what always happened. And, and to be vulnerable is the scariest thing that any of us mm. ever do. I mean, everybody wants to be loved. That's right. Everybody wants to be heard and seen. But most people are terrified to be known. And it's that a willingness to be known because intimacy is just into me see, into me see. It's just vulnerability and, and, and being transparent. And that's the scariest part. Well, you know, something I love, and we've, we've experienced this in couples, because we've worked with some people together. You work with her, I work right. with him, or you yeah. work with the couple, I work with him. And to see people both realize I need to learn some things and then they do the work and then they tootle off into the sunset and what I mean sometimes I'll say God I don't even think you can fix this marriage I mean this is really really bad (laughs) (laughs) and the next thing I know they're tootling off into the sunset it's like great because love is tough Mm. and that's one of the things that I don't think we trust love I mean love created us it, it it sustains us it's what we are for and and so it will hold in the truth. Absolutely. Always. And Absolutely. But both people have to do their part. That's right. And then down the road you see these are people that have a better marriage than either one of them ever dreamed of. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. they did what they needed to do. Right. Right. You know, instead of canceling each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Which is, uh, yeah, culturally it's becoming more and more the norm now. Um but yeah, like like you're saying, it, you know, couples, you know, when they come in to see us, uh, they usually, if they stick around long enough, they usually reach a point, like a, like they cross the threshold where they start to say, "Oh, I I came into this thinking the other person was the one with all the problems, or they were doing everything wrong, but now I'm starting to see myself a little bit more, right? Like we we." Especially in conflict, I don't think we see ourselves very well. You know, we get so defensive, we get so protective. Um, it, it's all about defending, deflecting. It's all about the other person. How do I win the argument? How do I um, that we don't we don't look inward? Uh, it's just it's a human tendency, right? We just don't do it. So I mean, one of the many benefits of of, of counseling, right, is that you're forced to you're forced to sit with your stuff, right. In the presence of another exactly. person, right, or other people, and so I think it's a one of my favorite parts of the job. I don't know if it's the same for you. Is that when that person has that moment of like, oh, it's me too. It's not just the other person, right? Like it's like now we can work. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, it's that's such a powerful moment, right, in the in the therapeutic process because like until you reach that point, you're all. It's a pretty low ceiling. You know, you could throw some communication tools, like you're saying, at them. Like, here's how to fair fight, kind of thing, right? And and some of that stuff is is it's good to know some of that stuff. But like like you're saying, it's it's what internally is going on in a person mm-hmm. that prevents them um, from engaging in healthy dialogue. Um, yeah. working Our through truth problems. is so true to us. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, we worked a long time to figure out that our truth is right, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yes. And it helped us to survive. I mean, what helped us to survive often does not help us in relationships. That's right. And that's right. And so, you know, one of the one of the things that is is destructive and counterproductive is 
for somebody to tell somebody else how wrong they are. You know, because when you start to tell me how wrong I am, all that happens inside me is all of the little self-justification things that have proved my point mm -hmm. <laughs> start to come up. That's right. And I'm going to I'm going to build a stronger defense barrier That's right. that you can't break through because now you're attacking me. Mm. It feels like an attack. Yeah. And yeah. and so the worst possible answer to resolving conflict is for me to focus on how bad you are and how wrong you are. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and the, the word attack you use there is so perfect because that's oftentimes that's how we feel in conflict, right? And so if, if you're feeling like I'm attacking you, you're going to go into some form of fight or flight. You are. And, and when we're in that, when we're operating out of that part of our brain, we're not thinking like super rationally or logically, right? Like we're thinking, how am I going to destroy, how am I going to destroy Mark, right? Like how am I going <laughs> to, or how am I going to destroy Jamie, right? Like, exactly. Um, it's just, And again, they want our help to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go pay a counselor to help us <laughs> do that. So yeah, it's like shifting out of that self-protective survival state, right? Which it's so instinctual and it's mm -hmm. so, it's like in our bones, right? Mm -hmm. So in the moment, it feels so unnatural to step out of that. This is why I have uh, my couples take time out, it's like all the time, mm -hmm. you know, because like if you're emotionally elevated in conflict, uh, I could promise you nothing good is gonna come out of that. Yeah, I tell them it's kinda like trying to solve math problems in the middle of Highway 71. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. you're gonna be hypervigilant, you're gonna be hyperreactive, yeah. you're gonna be defensive, yeah. you're not gonna be listening. Yeah. Um, that other person has now become your enemy. That's right, And that's right. You're becoming somebody who thinks you need to defend yourself. That's right. And, and so you have to get back to that. I have nothing to defend because mm -hmm. that person's not the definer of who you are. But you're also not my enemy, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you're my spouse. You're my child. You're my yeah. coworker. Yeah. You're whoever you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and we don't we don't see that person in that light in those moments if we're if we're feeling attacked or if we're in that defensive sort of state. We see things very black and white when we're mm -hmm. under attack, mm -hmm. and so it's you're either a good guy or a bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. Good girl or bad girls, and so like you're now the enemy. It's not mm -hmm. it's not your you know my spouse or my significant other or my friend who has your you know own struggles that you're bringing to the table but also a lot of really good redemptive pieces here you're just this bad right we see this on twitter all the time for yeah. crying out loud yeah. right like you're just oh you're you're a demon right you're mm -hmm. a, you're not a human being you're a you're a demon because exactly your you disagree on this with thing. me yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely don't you realize who I am so, <laughs> you, know, right, you, know, right. you should know who I am I'm always right you know? that's right yeah one yeah. of the things that is so frustrating for me in counseling is if if you indicate that someone who's not willing who who came in for the justification who mm -hmm. came in for you to see how bad their spouse is mm -hmm. When you when you suggest that they may have a role, they may have a part of the dance, mm. and then immediately you hear, "Well, you just side with him all the time. Well, you side with her all the time," yeah, yeah. and because any feedback, any possible suggestion that you may not be perfect, mm -hmm. you know, will will make you the enemy. Right. Right. And so then we become right. somebody who's on the enemy's side. Yeah. And I'm not on anybody's side, you know. I right. mean, I don't. I'm eat the same thing for dinner, no matter what you do. Right. You know, but, <laughs> right. but you're not getting paid that much, Jamie. <laughs> right. Really be on someone's side, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but what I would love to see is for you guys to listen to each other and hear each mm -hmm. other in a different way. That's right. 
And you That's can't right. do that if you got to be right and he, that person's got to be wrong. Absolutely not. It, it, 100%. Like, and I, I know that <laughs> what you're talking about, that frustration of like, um, you know, it could be the fir- it could be like you know ninety ninety percent you're focusing on person A and then person B it's like oh and then there's just like ten percent that we should probably pay a little bit of attention to and it's flip the tables you know mm-hmm. like not how, coming back here how dare you yeah yeah it didn't work yeah 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 I, I think you know if especially as, as Christians like part of our belief is that we are fallen right like yes we're, we are loved children of God but we're also fallen so like. Mm-hmm. That that same belief needs to carry itself into the into conflict or into the counseling office, right? Like if I just come in thinking like I am like God's gift to marriage, um, or I am just like this infallible, you know, um, it literally go, it contradicts the beliefs that I mm-hmm. that I say I believe in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this it, this is part of Christian theology historically is that we know we're broken, but all of a sudden we enter into the counseling room and like, no, that's not the case, you know. Mm, nothing wrong with me. I've done everything right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that pride it's ultimately it's it's that pride issue, right? And and again, maybe maybe there's also uh, you know, other reasons for difficulty with being vulnerable, like uh, maybe it wasn't modeled well, or maybe if you were vulnerable as a as a kid or a teenager, you got, you know, uh, lambasted for it yeah. or um, and, and so once you you know once you make yourself vulnerable and get punished in that place you're gonna build ten walls in front of your genuine self yeah. and what you're presenting because that level of hurt is it's it's too difficult to risk again so I understand there's complexity to mm-hmm. why people do that but it also it function it just doesn't work right yeah. and 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 you know, really realizing that whatever causes conflict in relationship is not going to just be in this relationship. Mm. I mean, because our image of ourselves that we create, the, and, and often in survival mode, it's a false image. You know, it's an image that we create so that nobody will criticize us. Nobody, everybody will accept us. Everybody will adore us and admire us and build us up. And <laughs> and that's, you know, that's who I am. Uh, that's just, right. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's who you are, Jamie. That's how we all see you. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that is, that is um, you know, that whole idea of, of, of I have to be perfect in order to be loved. Mm. If see because that black and white thinking comes in there and so that mm. when, when we are by ourselves, I can be anybody I want to be. I can image myself playing the guitar in front of thousands. I can mm-hmm. image myself being the most adored, loved person in the world, but I can't play it out with my body That's right. in a really close relationship. You can't pretend. You can't always be the social butterfly when you're right. getting up in the morning. Right. <laughs> you know, when the kids are screaming, when right. the house is messy, when yeah. life gets overwhelming, when life happens to you. Mm. You know, it's not going to hold, and the person who lives closest to you is the one who's most likely to see it. Absolutely. And yet, the people that 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 we treat the worst are the people that love us the most. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason because they see us. They see us. But they see us as a human being who has flaws and needs and and you know mm-hmm. limits and. Mm-hmm. And our stuff is rubbing up against their stuff. Right. You know, there's 
you don't you're you're not as uh, you're like you said you're not wearing the masks at home you know mm -hmm. like you're, you're a lot less likely to have the energy even to to keep that up while when you're getting yeah. out of bed or yeah you come home from a long day at work or you've been with the kids all day like who's got the energy to wear those masks at that point you know yeah nobody's gonna adore everything you do you know I mean, it's <laughs> right. like okay but I think the you know if if you look at you know our God-given boundaries, time and space, you know, and, and experience. You know, I mean, those things we don't have a lot of control over. Right. And the more time, space, and experiences you have with somebody, the more likely you are to see the human beingness of each other. That's so true. And yeah. so those, whether it's at work or whether it's at, at church or whether it's children or mm -hmm. whoever it is, the people that spend the most time with us are the ones that are not going to buy into our false beliefs as much. That's right. Yeah, they're going to see through it. And yeah. so if, if I have to maintain that, then it's probably going to be with a lot of anger, right. a lot of control issues, right. you know, a lot of criticism, often sarcasm. Mm -hmm. you know, sarcasm is so disastrous. I mean, it's like oh. the tearing of flesh. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, it's the same Greek from the Greek word that means the tearing of that's flesh. That's right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, in fact, um, so the Gottman Institute, John Gottman, who's kind of like the, the czar of uh, couples counseling, he's done 40 years, 40 plus years of research on this stuff. Um, he includes sarcasm uh, in the four horsemen of communication. Wow. Um, so in his four horsemen of communication, it's, these, are the, these are the four patterns of communication that best predict the end of a relationship or a marriage. Ah, so what are they? Criticism. Um, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. So under contempt, it's, it's kind of like expressing like disrespect or bitterness or resentment for your partner. Um, but one way, one of the most common ways that comes across is in sarcasm. Um, and it's, a, it's just passive aggressiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, it's, it's its own biting sort of form of passive aggressiveness. And uh, yeah, yeah, so he, he, he thinks, he considers it in the, in the kind of the worst of the worst category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, contempt is um, in the definition, if you look in Webster's, of sarcasm. Mm. I didn't know that. To treat another person with contempt. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've kind of normalized it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much in, in our you know media, in our, uh, on, you, you turn on any show or a comedy or whatever, it's gonna be loaded with sarcasm, which I get it, like they're, they're, there's, it's funny, yeah. right? It can be funny at times, but like, yeah, in a relationship, it's, it's mm. belittling, demeaning, passive aggressive, uh, tearing, like you're saying, yeah. It often hits at p things that people are particularly sensitive about, like mm. to joke about somebody's weight. Mm, is right. often sarcastic, right. you know. I mean, that to, and 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 then if you say that hurt, well, I was just joking. Yeah, you're, yeah. Too, you're too sensitive. How many? <laughs> yeah, how many times have you heard that in yeah. in sessions? Mm -hmm. Like, I, it was just a joke, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. that backpedaling mm -hmm. of like, what's wrong with you that you're taking it so seriously? Why are you offended by you know my by my joke? I was clearly just playing around. Um, yeah, I just shot you. Why are you bleeding? <laughs> right. you know I mean, it's like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all in fun. <laughs> in all of these, all of these, uh, like dysfunctional ways of resolving conflict, are, it's it's like it can be, you know, fixed by simply, and I say simply, but it's emotionally, it's not always simply, but like just direct, honest, clear. Hey, it was hurtful. Uh, when you did X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. like 
Mm-hmm. Like that hurt me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, again, on paper, it's easy to say. It's, it's very direct. But the emotional realities and, the, in the, the per, again, the person's history and all of their baggage, you know, makes it, for some people, I think, very difficult to just yes. come out and say it. It's, it's very shaming. And once mm. shame taps in, it's hard to speak. Mm. I mean, it, shame makes us isolate. Yep. Close down, it, it, it block closes off. closes us down. Yep. You know, I think the, the thing that is so important in really dealing with so many uh, of, if, if, a, if people really want to heal and mm. believe that they really do care, care about each other and that this is just, you know, something's wrong, something's yeah. amiss here, we don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know, the, one of the most important things is that assumption of positive intent. Mm. to really assume, you know, something's going on between us. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know whether it's me or whether it's you or whether it's both of us, but there's a tension, and I, don't, I want to resolve it. I want to have yeah. harmony between us. Yeah. And I have to assume positive intent that mm-hmm. assumes that you care about me and I care about you. And whatever's going on between us is the issue. It's not about you being a bad person or me being a bad person. It's the thing. It's the that issue, it, yeah. The issue. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they leave the issue and start to attack the person. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of like in that, in that list of the, the four horsemen of communication, that's what uh, criticism is. Mm-hmm. It's. It's not targeting the behavior or the situation or the issue. It's targeting the person, right? It's an identity attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you're lazy. You're, it's assuming the other person is evil. The other person is, you're selfish, right? Or you always do this. You always do that. Rather uh, than... Always is. <laughs> you know, oof, the yeah. all or nothing stuff is yeah, just... Yeah, it's bad. It's you bad. Know, you never did this. You always did that. Yeah. Rather, I think if you see the behavior, you could understand, like, there's a person behind that who is probably just trying their best, right? Like, flawed, yes, but, like, so are we, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and part of that, I think, assuming positive intent, again, as believers, is that you see the, you know, the image of God in that person, right? Or if they're, you know, a believer, Mm -hmm. you see Christ in them, you know? Like, there's no way this person is 100% evil. (laughs) There's just no way, you know, (laughs) that they're just... Absolutely hell bent on destroying me, you know. Even though it, I might feel that way, but my feelings aren't always reality. Like I, I mean, th- it, like if my feelings were a reflection of reality all the time, like the world would have ended like sixteen times in the last like two weeks, you know. Because like I'm an I'm an emotional Italian, I get big feelings, right? So everything is like, oh my god. I'm just a southern woman, and I have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're sitting on a powder keg right here emotionally. But yeah, if emotions were reality, like think of how like just like dire and crazy everything would be. But like. They're not, you know. Um, Emotions have no brain. I mean, they're just yeah. feelings. You know, they're yeah. usually a response to thinking or beliefs. You know, there's something right. that that has triggered the feeling, and and often yeah. it's an experience or or a thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell people a lot of times, if your God is your feelings, that if you make your choices based on your feelings, mm-hmm. in fact, the most likely way that you could end up really unhappy is to seek happy. I mean, that is the thing that I hear more than, and you probably do too, people come in and their, their justification for doing something that's going to hurt everybody mm-hmm. and be self-destructive is I'm just not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And that should justify me doing that's this right. other thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know that those those emotions they're important because they tell us that there's you know. It's a, it's a little signpost. Something's mm-hmm. going wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes liken them to the, uh, <laughs> to, to the prophets of the Old Testament, right? Probably kind of smelly, stinky. Nobody really wants them around, like these negative emotions, right? But they're pointing to a reality that we need to listen to, mm-hmm. right? So they themselves are not the end, right? Like unhappy, Like I'm unhappy right now. Well, that's not an end. That's trying to tell you like something's going on that probably, again, needs to be addressed. That's that un- unresolved conflict that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. It's not, okay, I've arrived and I'm unhappy and now I have to make a decision. It's, what is this telling me about myself, uh, the, situ- the, the relationship? Um, and often you find that, I mean, I think, you know, research has shown that generally speaking, the person who is the most unhappy, who seeks a divorce, is going to be the most unhappy five years yes. from now. Yep. Yeah. You know, because because contentment does not depend on your outsides, it depends on your insides. Right. Right. And happy is a situational thing. It's not a state of being. Yeah. You know, over a period of time. Joy yeah. is. I mean joy is just the experience of God smiling at you with a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> I mean that's that's uh but but uh, you know our our seeking happy has been yeah. s- something that has led to all kinds of things killing us, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but our pain is is our pain doesn't solve the problem. Our right. pain points us to the problem. That's it, one hundred percent. If I cut my leg, I don't even know it until it hurts. That's right. Yeah. But my awareness of it gives me an opportunity to to yeah. to take care of it. But it doesn't create the truth of the cut. Yeah. yeah. The cut was there before the pain. Yeah. Before my awareness. That's right. So we don't yeah. create truth. We just become aware of it. And pain is one of the things that points us to it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I respect the couples that you know that they do come in and that they decide we're gonna we're gonna wrestle through the pain, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you have so, to. You have to. You <laughs> have to. But it's so easy to just say like I'm done with this, and then kind of the obligatory. We'll go in for one counseling session. Say counseling didn't help. And get the divorce, right? It's it's the couples that, you know, are, are serious about you know hashing this stuff out, trying to get healthy, because um, that does it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of strength, you know, um, a lot of commitment to the marriage to do that. So I have, I mean, just so much respect for our clients that do come oh, in that. I love to face it that when, stuff. when you find people that are willing to look in their own mirror and say, what am I bringing to this? Yes. You know, what am I contributing to the struggle that we're having? What can I do to love well? Yeah. What can I do to love better? That's right. You know, and often it's like we have a saying, it, you know, it, a relationship without God in the middle is a lot like two ticks without a dog. I mean, I think that the important <laughs> thing is to, we, we talk about being independently mature enough in Christ, mm. but to be maturely dependent on another person. Mm-hmm. You know, which means that, you know, I need to know who I am. I need to know that I'm already valuable and significant. I need mm. to know that I'm already secure, that I already have meaning and purpose. I already have access to the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. But those don't come from another human being. Right. Those come from God. Right. That's right. And so when we seek that, then often the relationship begins to heal itself yep. because I have self-control, because I have mm-hmm. kindness, because mm-hmm. I have goodness and patience and loyalty, and, mm-hmm. and I have peace and joy, and I have those things that I can bring to the table and share with you right. that I get from God. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's oftentimes 
so many of these problems are resolved just by the person kind of looking in the mirror and you know focusing on their mm -hmm. focusing on themselves. And usually, you know, if if one person makes a step in the right direction, and this isn't all the time, but but often, one person takes a step in the right direction, the other person's going to follow, right? Because mm -hmm. ma marriage relationships that are dynamic, mm -hmm. right? You affect me, and I affect you. Um, not in a codependent way, well, ideally not in a codependent way, but in a, in a way where it's that, okay, Jamie has taken a step towards humility, I can bring my wall of defensiveness down mm -hmm. because now this doesn't look as dangerous. This doesn't look, I don't, I'm not risking as much, right? I'm not being attacked. I'm not being attacked, yeah. So maybe I'll bring my wall down a little bit and you bring it down a little bit further and yeah, pretty soon our, our hearts start to soften. There's a willingness to hear the other mm -hmm. person. Now there's a willingness to see the other person. Um, and so oftentimes it's, it's, it starts with that one person saying like, I'm done with this kind of crazy cycle that I'm in. I'm going to start with myself. What can I control? I can control what I'm bringing to the table. And oftentimes it, it sets off a chain reaction in a positive way. I tell couples sometimes it's, if you grow up speaking the language of survival, it's your first language. Mm. And I mean, it's, it's pretend, control, fight, run, you know, whatever it takes to control, yeah. more fight or run. And God offers us the language of love, which, mm. you know, is all the th things we just mentioned. Forgiveness, mercy, grace, compassion, mm. really um, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And But if I was going to send you to Germany next week, and I said, when you get there, I want you to speak perfect German and have perfect German habits and customs, you know, you would laugh at me because right. you know I can't learn a new language in a week. Right. So don't expect that, oh, okay, we're going to just heal and then run off and everything's going to be perfect yeah. because you're going to speak a word first and then you're going to speak a phrase and then you're going to speak, you know, you're going to learn to speak broken really love yeah. and then you're going to be able to, you know, be more fluent but then life is going to happen suddenly, and when life happens real suddenly, we often flip back for a moment into our survival behavior. Mm -hmm. and, and to really be able to say, oh, I did that, God is me again, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing, and ask forgiveness and own it and yes. then get back on the horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah keep that short account, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, versus... Parking your car there, building a house there, right? <laughs> Living there for about 30 years, you know? Like, you, you want to, okay, it's going to happen, right? But, again, hopefully the, the heightened awareness of your stuff and, okay, I don't, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to notice it. I'm going to, you know, deal with it with the Lord or my spouse. And, or. But often you find, you know, I'll go after you, you know, so you sure. change and then I'll change. Yeah. And then, you know, you start to change, and then I start to put my wall down just a little bit, and then you have one of those moments where you forgot your language, and right. and then I put my wall back up, and so it becomes like a a you go no you go no you go no yeah. you go kind of thing, yeah. and it never changes. It's because a stalemate. I can't change for somebody else. Right. You know, I if I'm going to just become a person that I think you'll love better than. I'm still dependent on you. That's codependency. That's right. That's what codependency is. Yeah. I need to become a better person because I want to be a better person. Right. Right. Yeah. And that like and that will that will hold. That will last, right? Because like me becoming a better person 
isn't, isn't dependent on your mood or your reactions. Exactly. Because if it is, like, my, my character is going to go up and down with your moods or your, your reactions, right? And so, like, if I could do that independent of you, um, it's going to stand the test of time because mm -hmm. it's not, I don't rely on you, you know, in that mm -hmm. way. And mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, like, it's oftentimes it's a hard cycle to break out of that, that codependent, like. It really well, is. Well, you did that, so. So I'm well, we justify our bad behaviors by somebody else's bad behaviors. Right. And that's a little mirror right. neurons you yell at me. And I have my first thought is I'm going to yell back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Rather than saying, okay, wait a minute, I need to pause a minute and not do that. Yeah. I ask people to watch for the click. You know, the click that says, what'd you say? You know, or, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. what was that? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I mean, because when you click on, you need to click out. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's when you go into the survival mode. That's, that's right. The survival mode. The survival mode clicks. That's right. Yeah, and you and you and that's again, you can't be resolving conflict when you're in survival mode. It's no. it's not going to happen. Um, I I have a lot of my couples go off and take timeouts where it's you give it twenty to thirty minutes. You know. Um, I actually was working with this, this couple, and uh, it was a retired military couple, and the husband said, you know, when I take the time out, I noticed I'm, gather I'm gathering artillery. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, well, I'm just thinking about all the things that I'm going to say to just to dis destroy her, you know? Like, <laughs> because so I, said, I love her. <laughs> right, right. So it was really insightful, and he said, i got to stop gathering artillery. <laughs> like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> this is not the purpose of time out. This is not the purpose of the time. Out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, we have our work cut out for us. Yes. <laughs> we do. I'm so glad we had this conversation. Me too. Me it's too. really, uh, you know, I, I learned so much from you, and I think we oh, we share we, we share such a good group of people. We and, do. We do. We're and, pretty fortunate uh, here. Yeah. And so I thank you for for being here for joining. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I haven't, we'll have I haven't, to do this some more. I haven't <laughs> yeah. done a podcast yet. Is, is this? Can I can I tell people I'm on the podcast circuit now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did making peace. You know, who knows what's next? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jamie, we love you so much. Yeah. You're such a you know role model. You're such so, you're such a leader. You're. So, I mean. Uh, you know, all the things, Jamie, all the things. Yeah. Like, you've started the ministry here. Like, we wouldn't even be here without you. So uh, we have so much admiration and respect. Because you're here because God brought you. <laughs> well. You. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. You're very kind. And if you have enjoyed this conversation, we just would encourage you to please join us again. Uh, and, and we're on other social media. We ha we're on TikTok. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We have other podcasts. Uh, check out Making Peace and Beyond website, uh, but Making Peace and Beyond would certainly appreciate any uh, reviews you might have or comments you might have about anything you've heard here. And thank you so much, and God bless you. <laughs>